1: Recorded live.
0: Greetings, friends, and welcome in to another Sabbath broadcast. Yes, we bring you the Orthodox Church lectionary services, as we should be in our daily prayers. Morning and evening, having a time of reading the Psalter, the Psalms, singing them, chanting them in our either local churches or at home in our prayer closets, and especially on the Sabbath to have a holy convocation together with other believers to celebrate, to have the communion, and to have a worship service the way that God has told us to worship him both in spirit and in truth to be that holy people, and in all cases and in all places, holy As the definition of separate. We are a holy people, it says. We are to be holy. We are to be separate. And so these weekly edifications from part of our services that we hold in the morning is part of the lection. as you can find us, Every week, you can find which portion of the lection which portion of the scriptures we are doing. You can go on to our church, orthodoxchurch.nl, and you can find the widget on the top right hand side. And there you can look up the daily scriptures. It takes you right to each day's Bible verses. And the psalms that we are all singing together throughout all of Christendom. Yes. It's not only us, we are what's called Catholic Orthodox. Okay? Yes, it says and everyone agrees Protestants are also Catholic. Catholic means universal and there's nothing wrong with the word universal, even the most separatist people in the world because look, the word holy is the word separate. But, you know, that's nothing new, and we shouldn't be afraid of terms. Some people might twist and cause divisions based on certain terms, and we aren't to do that. We aren't to be afraid and to cause divisions in God's one worldwide church that he is gathering from the four corners of the earth in absolute victory. Hallelujah. All the promises are yea and amen. So we're looking forward to his church become more and more cleansed, to become more and more that church that will be without spot or wrinkle to our edification and not to our divisions of the church. But yes, we are to, as it says, judgment must begin at the house of Yahweh, but we aren't to cause those to stumble, and we aren't to cause people in the church to fall out, but we're to encourage them. There are many, and we'll get into that today, who do not want churches to succeed, who are very good churches. But they're only there to cause division and serve their own belly. And that's the kind of folks it says we are to mark them and to avoid them. So let us pray as we get into today's
1: election sermon.
0: Our Father... Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Glory be unto the Father, and unto the Son, and unto the Ruach, HaKadosh.
1: Romans chapter 16. Praise Yahweh.
0: Verse 17. Romans chapter 16, verse 17, through the end of the chapter.
1: Praise Yahweh.
0: Verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Yes, there are a great number of dividers coming into the church. There are people who don't want to participate in the sound doctrine of worship, the sound doctrine of coming together on every Sabbath, the sound doctrine of not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, the sound doctrine of edifying the whole church, but seeking just to feed their own belly. As it says in verse 18, For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, Now, a lot of them never even mention our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the best way to find them out, because they won't talk about Yeshua. They won't mention, they won't take the communion either, because then you have to really be talking a lot about Yeshua. But as Yeshua said, he is that daily bread. He is that manna from heaven, that daily bread that we pray for give us this day our daily bread. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of of Yahweh. And we still yet may have a different daily bread because if we pray, give us this day our daily bread, our spiritual bread, every area of our being that we need in our heart, in our soul, in our body, in our social life, there are nourishment levels that he wants to give you. He said that's part of those blessings of Abraham and these things have to be renewed. These things have to be replenished on a weekly basis. That's why he said, do not forsake the assembling. We are to proclaim the assemblies and to tell others about it. It says we are to Call and proclaim the Sabbath and the feast days as holy convocations, meaning to gather together, separate, in a special way, for a special assembly. Every, there's the seven high holy days, and there is the weekly Sabbath. Proclaim them, it says. And it says, proclaim them uh, to be calling out. And again, so you have proclaim calling So you have two times you have the words for calling others and proclaiming. That's part of it, as it says in Leviticus 23. It says forever, forever, in all generations. So we've always had this open door from Yahweh. If you live in a prosperous Christian nation, most countries in the world also have what's called the weekend. And weekend is normally not called a work day. And on the calendars, it's even a special part of the calendar called weekend. Saturday and Sunday. Now, there are always exceptions, of course, but Yahweh has blessed his people to always be able to keep Saturday, the Sabbath, and Sunday. Now, half of the feast days, including Pentecost, that is a Hebrew feast day. It is all celebrated in Christian nations around the world. Okay, Easter lands nine times out of ten in the same week of Passover, so we all keep Passover too. Normally it will land one day before or one day after, very close, and so normally it's a paid holiday. We just have that by default. God provides that we will forever be able to. Think of our King Jesus the Christ, because it all is about his fulfillment. It all is about him. And, you know, it's such a glorious truth. We don't need to cause any divisions. This is all things that normal churches would love to invite speakers to talk about, to hear about it, to be edified, to expand their Bible study groups, to expand their churches. These are all beneficial and positive things to every church. A lot of churches only have services on Sunday. Well, if you would like to expand their church to also hold services on Saturday as a minister, and you have enough who want to attend, I don't see any minister anywhere who would deny you. For one, it would probably... Help pay their bills. Okay? <laughs> right off the bat, <laughs> that will make most of them interested to at least listen. Secondly, Bible study groups on any time of the week are encouraged. And very few will say it's bad to gather together on Saturday. Okay? So that covers really everybody. You know there are few who would just say, "Don't gather together at all," and very few would even do that, but these are more the ones that paul are is warning about the ones who don't want you to praise Jesus seven days a week, including especially on Sabbath, those are the more important days is Sabbath and feast days, okay, even in our Orthodox Book of Common Prayer, yes, all of Christendom is Orthodox and Catholic. Yes, it says in there that sometimes the local bishop might need to add or remove one of the feasts. Sometimes Lent is removed because the local people it's not compatible with. Sometimes feasts on top of Pentecost, like the Hebrew feast of Tabernacles, is added. Even in some of the various churches in uh, in the in the East. The Coptics cups they are also very much advertising that they do all seven high holy days. You can google it, you can find the local assemblies. they really do promote all these days of Yahweh okay. The Celtic Church did as well, and we have renewed it and made it. Again, more structured as it should. Without creating division, but we are edifying one another. We don't go into any offenses. We don't go into any attacks. We know that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. That's what it says in Romans chapter 8. Now, I'll turn there real quick. We get along with everybody who are in Christ. Everybody who loves his word, everybody who has his love, it says, you'll know them by their fruits. What are those fruits? Well, it says for sure, it's not thorns and thistles. Now, if you know people, their only fruit is thorns and thistles, then we know them by their fruit, that they're not, definitely not, of Yahweh. If they're only negative people, they're not into love and promoting and multiplying love. Okay. That's what we're to do. We are to spread his love. Yes, one percent or a few percent of the teachings might be, you know, we need we, we shouldn't be, you know, have a phobia of discussing things that are negative. No. Things are negative in the world and we have to also as a small percentage not ignore truths. And even in some cases, have to be a watchman to warn people and even warn the wicked. It says a lot of people are not long not just little sinners anymore. some have advanced into great sins like child molestation, forcing the school children to go to these gay parades now. school districts are making it mandatory where churches cannot opt out their children and those kind of extreme situation for the forced pride month, as Obama calls it, or you will lose public funding of your school, okay? Meals for the poor children will be first to go out of the programs of your local public school, okay? Pride is something that Yahweh hates. It's one of the greatest things it says Yahweh hates, Okay? humility, being humble. This is what Yahweh loves, and that's what we as Christians love, is to have penitence. It says we have to be ashamed of our sins and be kneeling before him and be regularly confessing forgive us our trespasses just as often as we are asking for this day's daily bread. I want to remind people that we will take questions in the chat room towards the end of the broadcast. So I ask if our assistant can refresh the TalkShoe chat room and do keep track of any questions, and we will hold them to the last 15 minutes of this broadcast. It's normally a one-hour broadcast, and during the last 15 minutes, we will take questions, and we will answer them. You can also call in. Uh, we, there are uh, telephone call-in capacity with this system. The number to call, if you have a pen handy, is area code 724. 444 Again, area code 724. 724- Call ID number is 73940. That's what you'll need to get through, is you have to have the code 73940. So we're taking a little break here. Bear with us for just a moment. Okay, once again, thank you for joining us this Sabbath. Yahweh bless you. I pray that he will continue and encourage you into his truths. Praise Yahweh. <laughs> I think we lost a few there on the word, as I mentioned, universal. A lot of people don't like that word. But really, there's nothing wrong with the word universal. It just means It's known throughout the whole world, okay? The word Catholic is the word universal, and it's just known everywhere, okay? That isn't to say that only, you know, some people say that that means mixing. Actually, it doesn't mean that at all, okay? Actually, there's nothing about that at all. Universal means within our own church what's already known to be universal. It doesn't mean you go out there to pagans and you call that universal. No, not at all. But among Christianity, it says there is no private interpretation of the Word of God. There there is no um, private, you know, where interpretation where no one else teaches it. No. All of our doctrines at our church have been taught by thousands in every generation. We don't pick any new truths or new revelation that have nothing with the foundations. No, not at all. The doctrines that we teach are canonical, are absolute truths. Okay, It's absolute light. There's no gray area it's either light or darkness. It says there is a narrow path that few may find. That's because people just aren't teaching it. You know, there has to be the teaching of the truths. So the Bible is here. What a great heritage we have. All been given his word, which is what we need for salvation, to know his word. To renew our minds in his word. And Jesus Christ himself is called the word made flesh. As it says, if you don't hear Moses and the prophets, you will not hear Yeshua. And it says, you will not know him. And you cannot know him if you don't understand the law and the prophets. we have to realize there's a lot of truth about Jesus that we don't know. He's called the God of Israel. He's eternal, Alpha and Omega. He's from the very beginning, okay? God, the the second person of the divine trinity, the Word made flesh. He is the Word that was given to Moses, okay? Now, there is one part of the law called the law of sin and death. That's the only thing that's been removed. And that was the fact that we, we we were all condemned. Now it says there's no condemnation. We do have mercy now and grace to be able to come and ask him daily, for this day's daily bread and for Forgiveness of our trespasses. To renew ourselves, as it says, we pray at morning and evening. And in the New Testament, at the different prayer times, there's always this structure. We continue in it, praise Yahweh. Now, that isn't to say I endorse every uh, new doctrine that's come out in the Roman Catholic Church. No, not at all. Um... I go back to the first 1,000 years of the church and the doctrines that have been held as absolutes. And now the newer doctrines are on shaky ground. Okay? It used to be Sabbath was totally the norm, Saturday. Now it's, it became only in the seventh ecumenical council for the first six ecumenical councils of the church. There was nothing negative about the Saturday Sabbath mentioned. People think that Sunday early on in Christ, you know, in in the church had replaced Saturday. But that did not occur. It wasn't until way later, okay, into the Seventh Ecumenical Council, which many have rejected because this, included, excluding different parts of the Bible we all agree on, and so on and so forth. And this is just proof that there always has been, and there always will be. We do have a great booklet put together. It's about 150 pages on just the evidence, just the evidence that the Orthodox and Catholic Church did honor the Sabbath on Saturday, and it has continued right up into this present day. You can order this book from our website, orthodoxchurch.nl. We'd be glad to give a presentation on this at any local assembly that might be interested. Praise Yahweh. Oh, uh, you all. Where was that verse? There's no condemnation. That's from Romans chapter eight, verse one. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the flesh. Actually, interlinear shows us that part. We all believe in using interlinears. That isn't to say that this isn't correct, but it is to say if you want to know a deeper truth and deeper meaning to go and and do literal, we should take it all literally, to know the literal word of God. And it says here, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say the part here, who walk not after the Spirit. That part was added. That was taken from verse 4, inserted in, help with uh, the reading of We have no condemnation longer. We now have what's called benefits. We have More blessings. Okay. Well, yes. We were all born under Adam and in sin and destruction And we still have the flesh bodies and haven't been fully those haven't been redeemed and that already the flesh has been condemned, but in Christ, which is in our soul and our spirit, and from time to time we operate in the flesh. Yes, okay, I might be nitpicking to say, oh, they added that, and they took it from verse four and moved it up there, But you know, and there's nothing wrong with it, but still, you have to read all the way from verse one to verse four to catch that. To know that truth and, but if you're a strong believer you know that yes what is in Christ right now sometimes our physical body is in Christ very rarely so that's why it says they who walk through the spirit and not after the flesh so sometimes we fall and we stray off of that path and then we ask him forgive us our trespasses and we get back on track every day that's what they did in the Old Testament. that's what they did in the time of Christ. You had to daily go to the temple and get washed from all your sins. You had to offer and you had to become cleansed from sins. Now, a lot of people they would sin, and they as soon as they walk out, they go commit another sin, so they get another lamb or they get another bird or what they can afford, go back again, confess their sins, get the the next sacrifice done. We also need to catch ourselves if we sin and just immediately confess it. Praise Yahweh. So,
1: very important.
0: You want to be without sin. You need to be cleansing yourself, okay, and choosing to walk in the spirit rather than walk in the flesh. Our mind is always in a neutral state and we have to continually choose. Do I want to walk in the spirit? Walk in the flesh. Flesh is in corruption. Spirit is in the per- That is how we know it says his law is spiritual, but we are carnal, sold under sin. You can either be in the flesh, which is in bondage of sin or walk in the spirit Romans chapter seven verse fourteen His law is spiritual. Very important to know, because if you want to know what spiritual is, if you want to know what his will is, we pray his will be done, right? Well, his will is his word, his law you know he said not one jot or one tittle will pass from the law, even after heaven and earth passes away. Some people are saying it was thrown out already. Well, I'd tell you, I haven't seen heaven and earth pass away yet, and I don't think it's going to very soon. And even if it did, he said still there will need to be all the prophecies fulfilled, which many of the prophecies it says will not even happen until after the new heavens and new earth. And it says after all the prophecies have been fulfilled and after all the national laws have been fulfilled, 70% of God's law is national law, not personal. So people need to realize, look, a lot of that you're exempted from when it's a national law. We are to pray for those laws to be done on earth and to seek first his kingdom laws to be done on earth. Yes, that's true. For then all the other things to be added unto us, it says. That's a great promise that we all have. But uh, we are not always accountable for those sins as it relates to part of, for example, the agriculture of some part of the society or the economics so some of those laws. not to have interest rates and things we can't control curses operating in our land and even ones like it says that that are just punishments from God where he said if you fall away from if you no longer have me as your God and you cast away you try to, to keep Jesus out of the nation and you try to you know just promote blasphemies and people to violate his laws And all those things, which is extreme wickedness, well, you know, those aren't just small sins where you're ashamed, you confess them and get right with Yahweh. That's how Christianity has always been. You have small sins, you confess them, and you get right with Yahweh. Now, those are big sins, right? And we're going to do what's right and choose what's right. When we do that, when we pray, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then we know we're praying for all of his laws, personal and national, to be done in the earth. And so we have the very simplicity of the gospel understood. It says also what sin is, so we know what sin is, and that tells us everything. This is the most substantial verse of theology, and I'll give it to you now. It's 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. Sin is the transgression of the law. Okay. That's it. The definition of sin. Sin is the transgression of the law. Now we wait. Yes. Until after all those national laws are going to be fulfilled. After the heaven and earth passes away. And after all the prophecies have been fulfilled. The new Jerusalem has come down. And the glory is shining so much that you don't even need to use the sun or the, you know, there's no more darkness at night, even. When the, all that happens, then the lion will lay down with the lamb in the field, and the lion isn't going to be hungry and want to eat the lamb. When that happens, still it says, there will be a 1,000 year reign of Christ, and still the the law will be the constitution of the land, and still not one jot or not one tittle will pass from the law.
1: Is that right? <laughs>
0: You know, I don't know how people think that they could have already thrown it out. Now he says the curse of the law has been removed, which was our soul to be condemned and cast in hell. We have good news in Christ. We don't have all this condemnation. We don't have we don't have the bad news. We have the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. Very simple. Confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Receive that he died for your sins and you're going to go to heaven, right? And then he will empower you also by his supernatural power to start Better keeping his commandments and that you'll learn in your heart to love what is good and hate what is evil Only the Bible God's Word tells us what is good and God's Word tells us what is evil now? We start to refresh our minds every Sabbath so that we start to know this is good. His law is good. Wow, it's wonderful. This is what is good, right? All throughout the New Testament, it tells us how to have good and healthy relationships with people and our neighbors, you know, and have love. And how to have it in the church. Most of all, how often our neighbors are not considered, well, if they're not believers and they can't be converted, then they're you're just living in Babylon. under. Sometimes you're under enemy occupation, sometimes you're in Babylonian captivity, you know, there's all different kinds of things that could make that your neighbors that aren't your physical neighbors don't count as your Christian neighbors as apply in the Bible, but the neighbors that apply in the Bible is talking about those who are in your church, because a lot of the things you can't even say without the great persecutions, witch hunts, and so forth we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves and when they went out and says you went you would go without your staff well you can bring your staff it said you don't bring two sets of clothes and that wherever you go if they didn't receive you you're to cast the dust off as a witness against that city and against that home when it didn't receive you because it will be worse for that city than it was for Sodom and Gomorrah Now, are we yet in those days again that it was in the first century church? I don't think it's that extreme right now. But it says there will be a double outpouring of the Spirit. Uh, It's called the latter rain, and there will be the former rain, and the latter rain will come all at once. And there will be such anointing. There will be so many miracles. It will be very hard for people to reject his people, and if they do, they're in a lot of trouble. So until then we're in this sort of sort of gray area but it's coming that there's going to be no more gray area people will be set free people will be delivered when they hear the truth there's either light or darkness you know and it will be so clear no more gray area no more on the fence so that his apostles when we go out they're not going to they will know what they're doing, put it that way. It'll be just as serious as Adam when he took of the apple. And what happened, we know that was a big, big thing that impacted a lot. And it will be like, you know, if the local city leaders or the or even a house that says it doesn't let you in, it says you cast those the dust off your feet and you do it as a witness that this, City will have a worse punishment than Sodom and Gomorrah. That's in all three three of the four Gospels that actually says that you are to proclaim it so that they do get a punishment worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, I don't wish that on anyone, and I pray and hope that there's some gray area right now, but pretty soon there's going to be no more on the fence. And when it comes down to that, you know it does say in the New Testament that people will be having trouble, and that is called the time of Jacob's trouble. But until we get there, we, we can expect a great measure of grace. But at some stage, you know, like, for example, the Donald Trump supporters, they're having people put, people are vandalizing their house when they have Know, presidential campaign signs, and look, and the only thing that he's done is he's been humble. Trump has been humble as it relates to the laws of America. Okay, he hasn't tried to change anything. He's tried to enforce what is there, and that's the problem of it, just because there's many problems that have built up, because they don't follow the, the laws. Even, for example, the controversial stuff, like what nowadays they say is immigration. And now these ideas that he has is nothing new at all, and it was it wasn't new ten years ago, and it's not new today either. It is just basic sovereignty matters, as any nation would follow and does follow, and it is a crime to, and it is a crime against the laws of the nation to go against. So it really makes it extreme. And extremists and stunt politics that are going the other way around this whole situation as they promote total insurrection against the laws of America, which is very extreme. Even they promote assassinating the president. You know, I mean, maybe we are getting into that time of Jacob's trouble. Some people would say if we aren't now, when would we? But I pray and hope that there is some a bit of grace, that we can have time to bridge the gap and that everyone doesn't all go to hell. I think we can reach the people. And in in this stage that we're in, it's a time to reach the people. And it is a time of great victory, just to do it wisely. And hopefully we will have all neighbors who are righteous. That's what we want people who do keep the commandments, and if they're not, I'm just saying to live peacefully. If you were in Babylonian captivity, because what it says that we're to do in Babylonian captivity, it says you just pray for the peace of your city. Look, you're under occupation this empire, right? But live peaceably. Pray for the peace of your city. That's what it says. And it says build houses too. And it says multiply. It says... To ensure that your sons and daughters can marry other Christians, other Israelites back in those days. But at least that they can find spouses. So that's talking about, you know, building those houses, making sure that they can marry and have children. So you see then your grandchildren, right? And God will one day lift the bondage. For example, now, it is a total affront to the church and against worship in general to say you must have a mandatory pride day. Because, look, our word and our law of every church, of every part of the world, it says in there, you have to be ashamed of your sins or you cannot partake of any of the sacraments. So they're telling us to if it's mandatory to have pride, How can you even uh, partake in the worship? You know? They're shutting down churches. This is persecution. A lot of these mass shooters, they found, were gay rights activists who were promoting this pride philosophy and have killed many Christians, okay? This has been an epidemic. There's been too many. They're going out and shooting congressmen now and promoting this insurrection they're promoting assassinating even the United States president. you know the laws of the land are very clear, and those who support the laws will support that it says that the militia should be called upon to suppress insurrection and repel invasion. those two things and right now, if this is an insurrection going on in America, then I don't know what is. you know they're totally promoting the killing of the president. They're totally promoting the repealing of the whole constitution, basically. You know, they don't care about any of the laws, including immigration laws. Uh, They don't care about a lot of things. And it's just absolute anarchy. You can ask them, too, and they are promoting anarchy. They don't want any laws These are very sick people. A lot of them are on drugs and promoting that drugs be expanded like marijuana and worse drugs. It goes on and on. And we, yes, are a positive people. We promote the church to grow without, because we are to be a holy people, we can't be, you know, doing the forbidden acts in our worship service. It is Persecution against the church, they tell us our way of worship must be changed. We cannot partake of the sacraments with if there is any unconfessed sin. And they have to be small sins. If they're big sins, then you can't partake even if you're sorry, unless you go through some penance. You go through through some course. If it was a huge sin, you know, you have to... Rededicate your life to God first. And then you can. You know, sometimes you can do it quick. That's right. (coughs) You have to meet with a minister and talk and make sure that you're no longer promoting evil. Definitely nothing can be promoted that is sin. But to be hating sin and seeking out against sin, not being ashamed of it mandatorily, We learn to hate sin in general because no sin is good for anyone. Not any little bit of it. So we help people. We heal people. This is what we do. It's, It's not bad news for anyone. So those who are sincere, they will agree with us and we'll all work together. We have love for each other. And in any case... Who do want to come and cause divisions? We just do here, as Paul has said, Romans mark them and just avoid them. That's simple. We don't have to bring in people who just want to destroy our church. We don't. In America and all around the world, they have what's called the freedom of association, and they even consider it a human right. It's the freedom to disassociate, and it's the freedom to have your identification, to have your unique culture,
1: to associate, come together without
0: molestation, without being uh, singled out more than the rest of the population for having your association of beliefs. Okay. There's a whole lot to be said
1: about this. Very detailed subject about
0: our right of freedom of association, but it includes freedom of disassociation with other associations. There are some larger associations. We don't have to be a part of those ones. You know, it's, it's, it's a volunteer kind of thing. And private associations have the right to ban others from being in that association on whatever criteria they want to whatsoever without any restriction and to treat any association with more impunity than any other association is an offense and it is a violation of discrimination and prejudice that is actionable and it is criminal in many countries of the world. For any officer of the law or any agent of any government or any agent of society to single out, discriminate against us against our association for having Orthodox Catholic beliefs and to tell us that we must change our Orthodox Catholic theology to now have pride in sin rather than ashamed of sin. And to say your worship ceremony now needs to be after 2,000 years of it being correct, we all have to get on our knees and worship the devil, basically. The beast system is what it is. And that's what it says they're going to do. A lot are going to do it. And they who do surrender and kneel to the beast, It is this is taught in every church of the world. There's no private interpretation on this. Everyone knows that those who are going to kneel and submit to the beast, okay, that they will all go to hell. They're not going to get another chance. So we, at least, need to confess. It says we'll overcome this beast, devil, by the blood of the Lamb. So you claim the blood of Jesus Christ as your right, legally, spiritually, and in every way. He has overcome and he won you the victory. Okay. So it says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony so in many cases we're not perfect enough to do every all the things that need to be done to overcome but god will help us as we at least confess it says that notice there it says by our confession by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb we overcome the devil okay praise yahweh that is a great promise that we have so at least You know, they say silence implies consent. So when you confess, look, you just at least be honest and say, well, God doesn't allow it. My religion has never allowed it. My religion says be ashamed of sin. Do not be prideful in it and do not force others to have a pride month. To tell people to be proud of it and to participate or promote it in any way, shape, or form, but to have the freedom to obey Yahweh. That is freedom. Freedom of association is freedom, liberty to separate. That is the most absolute fundamental human right that is protected by all the countries of the whole world.
1: Important. Verse 18, for
0: they are, are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has come abroad, unto all men I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Evil, we aren't supposed to be like, oh, but maybe the evil's a little bit okay and to be all wise about. No, evil is evil. We don't agree with evil. It's that simple. Okay? But it says here, as it relates to what is good, yes, do what is good and promote what is good and be really detailed about it and be really thorough with it. Be careful with it and, you know, humble with it and all this. You know, there are a lot of people who sound bigoted, you know, like let's say undiplomatic. Okay, This is what it's talking about here. People who are going to be diplomatic, careful, and so forth, let it be around those good things like the Sabbath, the feast days, charity, and, and you know, just be extra specially careful. But it says, with evil things, just be simple. Just, whoop, all right, it's wrong. Evil is evil. That's that. You know what's evil only by what it says in the Bible what is evil. Not everything is evil. Right? But evil is an extreme when it gets beyond sin. So also, don't just call everything evil. Not everything is Very few things are, eh? you know, going boating or fishing. Those aren't evil things. Or going dancing. Most of the time, that's not evil, but okay, and it's now gotten to some extremes these days. It has become evil, and we should separate from different extremes. Different songs that might be played that are promoting evil. Some even worship of the devil in this, in the lyrics. Now, if that's not evil, I don't know what is. <laughs> you know, so just be simple about it. Look, we have our own dances. We have our own music. We have all the things better than the world has. We have totally better feasts. We have totally better gatherings and so forth. That makes the world envious. It says that Yahweh prever- prepares a table even in the presence of our enemies so that they see it and they are grieved. They see that our cup runs over. You know, that we have more enough than enough drink and so forth. So that they're just jealous. You know, it says they will gnash with their teeth and melt away. So, uh, I mean, our feasts are great. If you go out to any of the many feasts, I'm thinking America there's more than 200 or 300 different festival locations that have, you know, from anywhere upwards of, you know, 100 to 500 people who are just having a blast. You know, these are the places that we should go and celebrate the feast days with other believers. Yes, you'll have churches who are smaller, and they do just a small service, and that's also acceptable. But there's larger gatherings for the annual feast days, and if you want to, you can contact us and see where we're going to be celebrating each year. or typically picking a different part and a different area we're traveling more like missionaries in our church uh, but there are quite a few places we like to guest speak at and and there are uh times that we might be in your local area great to fellowship and feast together with you if you'd like or you can also invite us we're open if you have a gathering or uh, several people who want us to come out just Send us a, a note or give us a call. That's what we're all supposed to do in Christ. And you've been anointed to be more of a an ordained as a, a teacher or evangelist or apostle or any number of thing, a a prophet. That is uh that is all in the scripture as it says to be edifying and perfecting the saints we need our shepherds, we need our pastors, we need our leaders and teachers. We need to support them all wherever they are. That's what we're here for to support church local or if you don't really have a church let's let's try and get some people to get together. Not to do anything out of the ordinary, but we have a orthodox total complete liturgy called the Book of Common Prayer you can use at your assemblies and in there you have so much of that peace that passes all understanding to just have a, a nice and safe structure worship the God of Israel.
1: God of Israel
0: is different from the gods of the of the Hindus or other religions. God of Israel is known by his law. Okay, there are many gods, but only one sent his son to die on the cross. Yahweh, he is the only God. That
1: is very important. Okay, verse 20.
0: And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen.
1: Now, then it continues
0: on as Paul gives thanks uh, to various uh, men visiting, naming them by name. So let's skip to verse 24. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him that is of power, establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. But now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ ever. Amen. So this word that you've heard today, the obedience of faith, look, you've heard God's word. I've told you God's word today. We have our forefathers who have laid out a very safe structure for us to keep God's word. There has been assault and there has been attack. That doesn't mean that we're to change our way of worship. So you've heard it. Now let's see. If you have that obedience of faith, that's what we read in that last verse. Yes, people like to quote that verse and other verses that say, we are saved by faith through grace. They leave out the next sentence that says unto good works. And they also forget the words works because, yes, it says we're not saved by our works, but we will be saved to do more good works. That's what they do, is they get it in reverse order. We are saved by grace through faith unto do good works, okay? And it says that faith without works is dead. You don't even have faith if you don't have some works. So it isn't to say that we are stuck into some Talmudic kind of um, regulations that keep us back from Obeying, no, it's more that we are rejoicing and loving his laws because his laws are written on our hearts. Pharisees were doing it the other way, saying, uh, oh, you cannot keep the commandments. Christ even said in the the book of Mark that you reject the law of Moses by your man-made traditions, those traditions of men that the Pharisees taught. That's the Talmudic that I'm referring to. Those traditions of men reject the law of Moses, he said. So we're not doing any of that. We're going to promote that you keep the commandments. We're going to promote that you have more faith. Faith without works is dead. Let's do some more good works. Let's get our prayer closet. For example, many people need to make a prayer closet and to have a place of worship in their home. Okay, that's a good start. To get a copy of the Book of Common Prayer, the 1928 version is what we do recommend. To get things in order for the daily, the morning, and evening service. You might renew yourself in his word, or at least in prayer, to say the Our Father daily. Uh, You can immediately and already start to say the Our Father prayer. Morning and at evening to set the tone, to have that time of prayer. And, you know, if you don't schedule a time, then you'll never make time. So make a schedule that every sunrise and every sunset. It's biblical from the book of Malachi, chapter 1, verse 11. At the rising of the sun and the going down thereof. In every place, incense, your offering.
1: His name is great. That
0: we offer these things at every place. Praise Yahweh. So we should pray. Have these set times, as it even talks about so many miracles happen on the time of prayer and the time of incense, all throughout the New Testament. Angels came and visited. People were healed. People were set free. Also, Sabbath is a time of healing. Jesus did seven healings on the Sabbath because that is what Sabbath was for. See, so faith can sometimes be a, a need to do something that it says we're to do. Okay? So it's not a bunch of don't do, don't do, don't do. No, faith. Because Abraham heard the voice of the Lord and he knew what was required and he knew Yahweh's voice and he knew what he learned okay, was correct. The Israelites in the wilderness, it says they saw the miracles. They heard God's voice. They heard Moses. They were they saw so many great miracles. They were, you know, they saw the waves stand up and let them go up and go through the Red Sea. After Moses stretched out his staff, they stood up and walked on dry land through the Red Sea. Okay. They saw so many miracles, you know, they saw a fire come down from heaven and they still hardened their hearts. And God told them, go in and possess the land. You know, they all knew that they were supposed to possess the land. They heard it from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, from their patriarchs, Joseph. You know, he wanted to have his, his bones returned to the promised land where his bones were buried. They knew where that land was, and it was preordained for them to have. So we never tell people to do something totally out of the ordinary. Okay? What is established law, God tells us, and it says, by faith. But it says, look, they didn't have faith, and they had to stay in the wilderness for 40 years. And it, Yahweh was so, he pleaded with them every day, And he was so grieved with those people. They saw his miracles, but they refused to obey, to go in and possess the land. He promised that all of them would perish in the wilderness, and not until the next generation would they go in and possess the land. But a few did listen. For example, Joshua. He was one of the few who had the faith to go in. He contended that we should go in. And if you want to be the one one of the people who are going to make it through in this generation, you're going to contend with the people that we must have faith in the word of God. You've heard God's word today. I haven't given you any of my own words. This is all established, earthright, Israelite truth and from the Bible. If you don't understand, we've always known Israelites more than... 3,000 books you can get on the topic that show that the Christian nations are the true bride of God, the true Israel of God. Same Israelites of the Old Testament are the Christians of the New Testament and his church of the future prophecies. That has always been the doctrine until 1947 that had begun to change. But Israel has continued to be the church, will always be the church. And praise Yahweh, we we can now understand prophecies why Christianity is so attacked and why our nationalism in Christianity is attacked, so on and so forth. And so as we become a minority, let's just come out of the world and be separate. We don't need to have dominance over the whole land or anything like that. Let's just be separate and over our own lives the freedom to keep God's commandments, freedom to be separate, and we can all live in harmony and pray for the peace of the city. Praise Yahweh. hope this message has been encouraging to you. If it has, please send us a note. We can remember to keep you in our prayers. You can visit our website www.orthodoxchurch.nl And you can find our contact details. We would love to hear from you. If there's any questions in the chat room, we can order it. We can now listen. And no? Okay. Then uh, until next week, take care. Yahweh bless. Have a blessed feast day for the rest of the Sabbath. Remember, it's a time of celebrating with your family and friends. Take care and Yahweh bless.
1: Bye-bye.